Hello, welcome to the Desktop GM's Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Anthony Maldonado, joined as always with my two favorite gentlemen for at least the next hour and a half, the Commissioner Taylor Strick. How are you doing, sir? Uh, this is probably my favorite week to be here after that uh, that beatdown this week. And we're done talking to Taylor, <laughs> and we move on to Mr. Brandon Murphy. How are you doing, sir? Doing all right. Doing good this week. A little better than last week, so doing all right. Well, that makes one of us. Um, some football happened, uh, from what I can tell. Some football happened last week. Um, it, it wasn't great for some of us. Um, but you know, some football is better than no football. Um, we got baseball playoffs for some of us who are interested and that's going pretty well. Um, but you know, it's, what did y'all think of this week in football? I, I'll let me take this one since I'm the one that's going to get off of a little bit of, on the end of a little bit of the NFL here. I definitely think the the better football was played on Saturday, but uh, we did get some good football both days. But uh, it's it's it started off coming off the high from Saturday's awesome college football. It was uh, I was expecting more out of my NFL Sunday, and I sad to say I might have been a little even even a little disappointed by Bills Chiefs, even though it was a great game. Yeah, that's fair. There was a lot of good college football, unfortunately. I think most of us who will listen to this podcast were into a six-hour and 22-minute baseball game. Um, So, you know, easy to flip back and forth and uh, keep track of that game for sure. That's true. Um, That's true. But yeah, there were a lot of good college football games. Um, Nothing crazy exciting in in NFL, even though, and I know we're going to touch on this. There were quite a few upsets. Um, this week. So, what do y'all say? We just want to jump right into to best thing from week six. Yeah. All right. Expand on that. Uh, Taylor, I kind of touched on it. Go ahead and give us your best thing from week six. Yeah. So, uh, another wild week of NFL and fantasy, but um, a lot of big upsets this week. Um, even to the point where I think we, as I guess fans, need to start shifting our mindset on some teams as far as who's elite and who's kind of climbing out of the bottom. Uh, some of the big ones this week, we had the Jets taking down the Packers. Giants beat the Ravens. I know you're a fan of that one, Murph. Um, Steelers beat the – yeah. Steelers took down the Buccaneers. And then was this the fourth one? Was it the Falcons over mm-hmm. the Niners? Yep. Okay. Cause that one wasn't as big as the other ones to me, but it kind of just rounded it out. And I'm, I'm curious That's to what see happens if, when you throw Kyle Pitts a touchdown. That's true. <laughs> yeah, they should stop um, doing that immediately. Yeah. <laughs> um, what's interesting is, are the Jets and Giants and, hell, even the Cowboys, are they on the climb and this is going to be real? Or is this going to fall out? And then Rodgers, Brady, are these teams on the decline? I'm curious of where this is going to line up in the year. We were literally just talking about this before we started. Yeah. Um, I wanted to go ahead. Mark. Add one thing on those real quick. I, what I what I do like about the Jets Giants, um, particularly the defenses are playing like those defenses are playing lights out, man. It's uh, they're and the, and the Cowboys too. Sorry, that's what I was uh, throw them in there yeah. as well. Yeah, go for it. Go well, ahead. no, just just I mean, talking about stars. the 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 question Taylor asks is, you know, are the Giants, the Jets, and even the Cowboys good? I would say the Cowboys are definitely on the climb. They're definitely good because they've stayed in their games due to their defense. You know, Cooper Rush has done enough to keep them afloat. But if you look at their games, they're winning almost solely on defense. Um, And then when Dak gets back and if Dak is any sort of, you know, good Dak, uh, the Cowboys could look really good. Um, That NFC East – could be the best division or the best yeah division in, in football because um, the Giants look great, especially their defense. I know Murph said he was watching that that game. I'll let you I'll let you touch on that one, Murph. But even the yeah. the um, I mean the uh, Washington uh, football team 
whatever their name is. The Commandos. The Commanders. Yeah, the Manders. They, um, Take command. The Redskins. They, uh, they, they're the crapshoot team. But the other three just look so strong, and all three of them are so good defensively. Um, it's going to be – I mean, we could see two teams come out of the NFC East go into the playoffs, and it might not even be the Cowboys. That's that's yeah. that's a little surprising. Well, have you looked at the Eagle the Eagles schedule? I know it was talked about a lot earlier this week. I mean, they it's hard to find a loss unless they slip up against like the Cowboys. I I don't think they play a team that's like above 500 <clears throat> the rest of the way for right now. I know they're favored all the way to the end of the season. But yeah, um the Giants, like the Cowboys, they, they've got those, you know, the two stars or the well-known, the Diggs, uh, which, what's the Diggs cornerback brother's name? Uh, Travion? Uh, Travion Diggs? Trayvon Diggs, Trayvon, yeah, Trayvon, Trayvon Diggs. Diggs. And then Michael, Parson, Michael Parsons yeah. looks like, you know, he's he's knocking down Aaron Donald and T.J. Watt's door as best defensive player in the league. And, um, yeah, that Giants, they – no tackles and the Ravens. That's what they do. Is they make uh, they they make players miss tackles and the Giants. I I don't think they miss a single tackle all game. And I I love defense, so it makes me happy to you know happy to see it. I hate when it's against my team, but I like seeing good defense. And then the Jets. Old Sauce Gardner. He's he's earned the earned the ability to call himself Sauce pretty quick. So yeah, that, I like uh, that. I like those it. New York those New York teams look look good right now i mean who knows it's it's it is only week six and they could very easily fall flat on their faces um but the fact that we're talking about them right now i mean they're they're doing something right um both of them with new coaches right do, do the jets and the giants have new coaches or is it just the giants sala has been it was at new york was in yeah, new that's york right. last year that's right um well that uh that kind of ties or into the, to, the jets last year he was a, yeah that kind of ties into my best thing from week six. And I, I'm just looking at the parity of the NFL this year um, and the fact that it, it is kind of a little more up in the air. I mean, you do have your, your really good teams, your Eagles, your Bills, um, and the Giants, I guess. But, but the rest, if you look, 20 out of the 32 teams have three or more wins this year. And – you look at like teams like the Packers and the Bucks, who were picked by, you know, some of the experts to be Super Bowl favorites or at least you know locks for the playoffs. They're both three and three, and teams like the Jets and the Giants, who project who projected at the bottom, are four and two and five and one respectively. So there's a lot of good parity this year in the NFL. There's not so many top-heavy teams, and uh, I think. It's good and bad. Unfortunately, we haven't seen a lot of like really good football. Maybe like one or two weeks of NFL, like really good football. Um, but for the most part, I mean, teams are the the games are close, and I think it's closer defensively, which is what makes for a, a boring game in our eyes, especially fantasy wise. Right. I think it was a little higher. Yeah, it was definitely higher scoring higher scoring early on. I think kind of the teams have settled down and kind of got into it. But I do – I kind of think there are three teams, the Eagles, the Bills, and Chiefs, and then it's kind of a large swath of like Middle teams, teams. That, teams that are kind of fill, fill out where they're at <clears throat> or like waiting for healthy players to come back. I yep. mean, I mean – like there are a bunch of like I I think there are a bunch of really really good teams that are that aren't playing great right now. Like uh, I didn't really believe in the Broncos, but the Broncos and then the Chargers. The Chargers don't look great. Imagine you know when the Dolphins get Tua back. I think the Ravens are definitely playing under their you know under their ability. Yeah. So and then like you said, Dak comes back for the Cowboys. I think it could be a very very good like upper half of the league we're about to if if um you know people stay healthy and things shake out like they're looking for the rest of the rest of the season there's there is a steady this year though as as it's been and it's the texans still suck (laughs) yeah i mean yeah yeah 
Hey, but hey, we shook it up though. We shook it up, so maybe there's Texans made a days ahead. Texans made another good move in a lot of people's eyes this week. <laughs> but this is yeah, not a that, Texans uh, fan podcast. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, Murph, why don't you tell us about your favorite thing from Week Six? Well, I had to. I had trouble like picking out one. Picking out one thing, you know, if the Ravens losing kind of put a pall over my over my football week. But so I went. I went with something a little that I that was just one of the, the funniest thing I saw this uh, this sports week. And uh, the Tennessee the lineman that just like uh, final drive I think or one of the final drives of the game just pukes what looks like orange Gatorade direct like he's in the huddle turns towards the Alabama defense pukes then just looks up slowly look locks eyes with the Alabama defensive lineman and just nods his head slowly like uh Michael Myers or some shit and the the yeah the Alabama lineman like looks over at his sideline like is this guy for real and uh I've I was uh, it was just one of the most impressive and hilarious things I've uh, I, I definitely saw over that's, the weekend. That's like something out of the what was the movie Replacements? Where they, yeah, they yeah, puke and then they get in the huddle and they shift all the way to the left or whatever. Yeah. Yes. It's one of the stuff. best football movies. Um, all right. Well, I, I don't think we need to touch much more on that. Let's move into our worst <laughs> things. Um, and I guess well, Taylor, why don't you start it out? for worse things yeah it looks we're kind of on the same but opposite yeah. sides um actually i looked up some info well, i guess it started with i heard it on a podcast today which y'all two probably listen to the same one could be wrong but it was something to the point of it's like nfl year over year is down like a hundred touchdowns i vaguely passed on it didn't think much of it and i tried to find it this evening i couldn't get back to it so i kind of researched to that point um and overall scoring is at uh, 21.6 points a game this year. Kind of sounds like a lot, and it's down from 23 last year, which doesn't sound like a big jump. But this is the lowest it's been since 2009. Mm, there and it then is. That was, yeah, and that was at 21.5. So we're just barely, barely had 2009. It was like another five years before that. So uh, it, it's a weird year, and, and the stats are definitely showing it as well. Yeah, um, and and I'm just going to tie mine in because it kind of goes hand in hand. But um, you can definitely tell that NFL scoring is down. And my my worst thing is is just fantasy football scoring being down, just kind of taking the fantasy aspect of it. And um, I I didn't look too much into player because I didn't have, you know, 45 hours to to look this up. But I just looked at our league and – in this past week alone, seven out of the 12 teams in our league scored under 90 points, and eight out of the 12 scored under their projection. And then I did go back and I looked at all six weeks of games that we've played, and week two had the fewest amount of, te- uh, amount of teams not hit their projected total at five. But most of the weeks, we have seven to nine, and the most I've seen is ten teams not hit their projected total. Now, projections, say what you want about them, but for that many teams to not hit what, you know, fantasy experts are putting their projections towards, and and most of the time, you know, sometimes it's they miss it by a point or two, or, or but there are sometimes, like this week, where you miss it by like fifty points, and you feel really bad, <laughs> and you and, uh, contemplate you're you're not sleeping, head on the pillow. There's a wet spot where you've been crying. Um, it's it's um, it's it's tough. It's tough this year in the NFL. And looking at just fantasy points this week, more than most, you might usually have one team score low upper 50s to 70s range we had three teams in the 60s this week yeah and then you barely squeaked by with 73 that's that's wild yeah um and there's a lot of teams feeling it out there um so i i it's just you know it could just be a bump in the road for the nfl you never know a lot of times the the start of the year um defenses are 
better than offenses, I think. But then it, it starts to even out our offenses take up. But, yeah, this year it's, it's – uh, you can feel that it's, that it's lower, um, even though we, I don't have the, like, exact stats. What you got, Murph? Yeah, I think, um, you know, I, I kind of a more singular version of what y'all both touched on. You know, we were kind of expecting, you know, a big game between, you know, Bills, Bills Chiefs, and it was a, it was, it was kind of a, a dull affair. You know, there was a, there was wasn't a whole lot, wasn't a whole lot of big plays. I think we were kind of expecting a replay of the playoff game from last year. And, um, you know, it was, it was honestly, a, I, th- I was like, all right, this is going to keep me from napping in the mid, the mid game window. And, uh, I still, you know, had troubles, had trouble staying awake, but you mean you I, didn't yeah, stay think, awake for the Carolina Panthers and the Los Angeles Rams? <laughs> oh my God. No, I, uh, honestly, I watched more of the Austin FC game than I watched of Bill's chiefs, but, uh, that's beside the point. So yeah, just I I you know I kind of wanted to you know the scoring I feel like has been has been down. I feel like uh, there's not as many like go to solid locks in fantasy this year. Like you know a lot of people are you know some people you're not used to putting up you know single digits putting up single digits for you and uh, not a places to, not a lot of places to turn when we're looking for points in fantasy this year. Yeah, and most of the time by by this point in the league, in, in the fantasy year, you kind of know like who your top teams are, who your you know who who the competitors truly are, and who are just kind of like fighting for the last spot or two. Not this year. This year, even the teams at the top aren't safe from any of the other middling teams. I mean, yeah, we've That's got it. two at the very bottom. Um, so there's probably three. There's a there's three, and then there's nine. Yes. I would agree with that. Um, but, yeah, it's just it's a weird, weird fantasy year. Um, and, and on that positive note, let's go ahead and move into those recaps and talk about um, some of the games that happened, some of our fantasy matchups. And I'm going to start with Futt Buckerson taking down Henson's Carpet Stains, a blowout, one of many, uh, 128 to 87. Um Corbin finally had a you know great game from Joe Burrow. Uh Stefan Diggs and Gabe Davis, they come through and do what they're supposed to do. Um 26 points for the number 1 wide receiver in fantasy this year, Stefan Diggs. Uh Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts got in the end zone for was it, is it the second time this year, third of his career. I know do, that do because y'all... I had him last year and he I only scored. I honestly don't what? know. There's big I, it's this been year. bleak. I think it's his first this year. Is it, it his is. first? Oh, it's his first this year. Then he only has yeah. two in his career. Do uh, you all think he's the biggest bust this year? That's really hard to say. I think I think so. I think it's either him or Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, and Taylor's yeah, more injury wise. Yeah, this one is just a flat yeah. out wrong. I I I hear you. I hear you. Um, Looking at draft capital, we'd have to say maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Najee. Yeah, yeah Najee I was gonna him. say Najee maybe because he did go in the first round. And mm-hmm. I don't I don't even know what position he's in, but. Um, yeah, but I mean, people were, what did. Kyle Pitts the third or the fourth? Um, it should have been a third tight end out at least. Yeah, I don't, I can't tell. Oh, pick three oh six. So he was in the third round. Taken in yeah, the third so round, mid middle of the third. So yeah, he he could be. Um, how about a game by Juju Smith Schuster, putting up twenty points, one hundred and thirteen yards and a touchdown. Um, Corbin was really trying to speak. Uh, Speak it into existence that that's a breakout game. Well, that was a <laughs> that was his only option kind of game because he had everybody else on by. Um, and then Henson had, I mean, what do you do with Russell Wilson? I know what I'd do if I had him, but I'm not giving out advice in this podcast. Um, Joe Mixon 
not what you were expecting, but still a decent game tied with Dalvin Cook. Uh, Montgomery had a down game. A.J. Brown had a decent game on Sunday night. Uh, Metcalf was a dud against Arizona. Arizona actually, I think this is this is six weeks in a row now where Arizona has a shutdown corner that will take out a team's number one wide receiver. Um, it's It's been six weeks in a row. D.K. Metcalf, mm-hmm. I know Cup was in there. Didn't have the the greatest performance against Arizona, so that's something that's something that teams are going to have to watch out for. Um, oh, Arizona needs all the good news they can get. Arizona's garbage. Don't get me they started. need a new coach. Oh, shut up! You won. Um, Zach Ertz <laughs> scored a touchdown. No, he didn't. He got seventy yards and seven catches. Um, and the great Justin Tucker wasn't enough to to. Cole Henson uh, ahead of Corbin. And with that, Corbin takes over first place, I believe. And uh, two of us picked Corbin to win that one. Mr. Murph and myself and uh, Taylor went with Henson and lost out on that one. Looking back, I think that might be saltiness about Corbin beating me. What? We would never allow that to cloud our judgment. Never. Never. I also won't allow excuses. Um, Taylor, you're up. Tell us about Brief Sub Deaf Guys and Alan's Little Beauties. Yep, I had Josh uh, taking down Britt. Uh, relatively close. And was that 19 points? 20 For points? this week. Um, yeah, right. <laughs> um, 88 to 67. We all had this one called from the beginning, and I think it went pretty much how we described it. Um, Britt's best weapon, kind of only weapon. Allen performed as usual, put up 26 points, but he only had one other player in double digits, and that was Debo at 12. Um, four players, three points or fewer, and uh, that's just just brutal. And Britt, it's a hard one because I think just throughout the team, it's short on weapons. He gets Swift back next week, so maybe uh, maybe he can turn it around, but that's. That, that one's rough. If he's healthy. If, if he's, he's healthy. Yeah, but he ha- he's after the bye, so I'm thinking maybe they'll put him back in. But that was the plan, but I haven't heard yeah, a lot of news word, on him. I don't know if that's good or bad. I haven't heard a lot of news out of any of the players out of Detroit yet, but uh, I'm sure we'll get some updates this week. So you got Amon Ra, and you've got – well, Amon Ra played the week before the bye. I'm waiting on that Waller news. I'm waiting on Jamison Williams news, but that's just me. <laughs> um Anyway, back yeah. to it. Go, go uh, for it. Sorry. Josh on the on the other side, uh, he he underperformed as well with the only eighty eight, um, but plenty enough to beat Britt. And dude, Hall is a monster. Up to the number six running back after not doing much the first probably two to three weeks. So that's huge going forward. He got almost twenty. Pittman finally had a big week since week one with another twenty. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Some I'm of, uh, salty. <laughs> yeah. But with the 88, there are some busts. Uh, Gordon, this was a major bust for Denver. He got outplayed by Murray, who they just picked up off the street. I think, uh, what did Gordon get, 0.3 points? 0.8, like eight yards. Point eight, point eight. Eight. Yeah, 0.8, yes. And, he, yeah, um, he sat the whole second half. Yeah, it's, it's wild. Yeah. But uh, Josh I moved to 3-3. Three and three. Britt dropped three games in a row to go 3-3. Three and three. They're sitting at That's such a Britt thing to do. Last year, didn't he go? He he went a lot further before oh, he started yeah. dropping off, right? It was like five or six wins. Yeah, well, he was in first yeah. place at one point last year, and then he just started going boop. <laughs> so this year, it just happened a little sooner. But what's we like looking at his lineup, even to win the first three? I don't know if it was injuries or Swift was that key. Well, Swift was good, Swift and Clyde was, great, was playing and he, well, and the Lair had great games yeah. too. Mm. Yeah. And then Devo's always a – he's always, you know, you never know what you're yeah. going to get out of him. Yeah. And I it's think the long, only person – Long fight going forward. Besides Cup that Stafford was throwing to was Higby at that time. Yeah. Yeah, true. And um, talk about the Rams. Yeah. <laughs> but like I mentioned, we uh, we all picked this one with Josh. All right, let's move on. Murph, tell us about Hard R and the Gastro Disastro. Well, we all we want we wanted Dan to do it. All of us, we were, we picked him. I know me and Corbin. That 
I think we were checking updates on this game about a third as often as we were checking games, our own games. But, uh, unfortunately, Jimmy pulled it off, you know. He, uh, he took down little, took down little Dan, the, you know, our hope. But Leonard Fournette, you know, getting into the, getting into the end zone, getting all the receiving work, like, that's, that's what you want from him, and that's, you know, I kind of thought he was going to be a number one back, and that's what you want from him. Um, the the Harris injury has got Ramondre Stevenson looking Ramandre. nice, looking nice, and then uh, Jamar Chase. I mean, like when you when both your RBs when your one and two are going to give you twenty plus a piece, and then you got Chase giving you th- almost thirty. Like that's that's a recipe to win, but. Oh, Mahomes, 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 always, always uh, doing it. And Gino, just the one week he didn't perform is when Dan needed him most. <laughs> and uh, can, you know, can we all agree now that kickers suck? <clears throat> it's, because Cody won this match on <laughs> Monday night because of his stupid kicker. Well done, Cody. But yeah, like, look at—I uh, I can't believe this. Looking at this lose. team, looking at looking at Dan getting twenty points almost from both his running backs and almost thirty from his number one wide receiver, and a respectable game of twelve from his wide receiver two, and well, still losing to Cody. That's who the problem. Have then I Jonathan scrolled Taylor. down. Yes, I and know. it's it's bad. You know, everybody thought Taysom Hill was gonna do great, and. I mean, he he got the carries. He got five carries, just none of them were in the end zone. And that's what you want Taysom Hill for. McLaurin does meh. Commandos are just gross. The R words are gross. Yeah, but we can't go hard on Dan's team. He still put up 118. Oh, yeah. I know. I know. Cody got a little bit more. Yeah, it's just, you know, the only person on Cody's team that didn't perform was like Evans and Evans and Duvernay. Everybody else had an either a a good game or a stellar game. I don't know. I think I can convince Dan that kickers suck now. Slowly, <laughs> I'm going to get more and more support. This this no kicker I'm down, movement. I'm down to this I'm no down kicker to movement is is but gaining strength. Happens, it's the way the game's played. You've got Out my vote. Hashtag no kickers. <laughs> All right, uh, let's move on to our next one. Murphy's Law taking down the commissioner's pet. No surprise to any of us. We all picked Murph to win this one. Uh, We didn't know it was going to be as close as it actually was. Uh, Lamar Jackson was just three weeks in a row of under 20 points. Honestly, his fantasy stats have been better than his how he's actually looked. It hasn't. It That's hasn't rough. looked good, guys. Uh, Najee got in the end zone, got a little receiving touchdown, but uh, still, you look at his stats, Murph, and I know 40, forty-two yards on the ground, two receptions for seven yards. That touchdown saved his day and bailed me out. Basically, saved you. Yeah, um, another great game from Barkley. And Godwin showing up, stole him from me. Um, I mean, rightfully. I mean, it's legally, but still. Yes. Um, and then the just random throw a dart at the wall, and whoever it sticks with is who you play at tight end. Irv Smith got you that one yard, uh, that one touchdown. Um, that's basically what you got to look for out of tight ends now. Yep. That's um, that's what you got to hope for. But those were those were your big highlights. Cortland Sutton putting up another dud. Unfortunately, the one throwing him the ball is Russell Wilson. So you can only hope for so much right now with uh, that. Who's their backup? Who's Denver's backup? Can can we get can we get him some snaps? I don't know. They could trade for uh, Seattle's backup. Who's uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if Seattle do Geno straight up for Russell Wilson right now. Oh, no, they wouldn't. There's no way. They'd say, we'll give you Geno if you give us Russell and a third. 
Um, but hopefully helps on the way. Matt Matt came close. Um, Jeff Wilson put up a dud for him. Uh, he had a I know I'm sure Taylor will touch on this, but he had a great pickup in Henderson this week after the Cam Akers news. Um, put up 12 points. Justin Jefferson put up 13. And he had a good game from Alan Lazard and a good game from his kicker. But other than that, didn't have much going for him. And it wasn't enough to, to get by. Lost by, was that eight points? So another close one for Matt, but unfortunately down to 0-6. No he's, yeah. he's still looking for that elusive win. Uh, he could have, I mean, how many teams could he have beat this week? One, two, three, four, four. He could have had a chance against four other teams. That's not bad. Thirty percent of the league. That's decent. Um, well, speaking of searching for that elusive win, <laughs> uh, Taylor, please take us through this juggernaut of a matchup between Chuck Nasty and uh, at this point, Drew. You're you're listening to this podcast. I believe you should change your name <laughs> to Dumpster Fire. It's <laughs> a wonderful transition there. Well done. <laughs> um, but yeah, Drew, I s- almost feel guilty like reviewing this and figuring out what I want to talk about just because I, I feel really bad for you. Um, but yeah, we had a, a barn burner. Uh, Charlie with Chuck Nasty, sixty nine. Almost 70 points versus Drew's 63 points. Yes. Nice. This was was a good one. About as good as we expected. Um, But, Drewby, this was your chance for that win. You played Charlie, who put in, or left a running back in who was injured and also did not put a kicker in. So, was it seven seven versus nine? What's the total players? Yeah, no, seven 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 versus nine, I think. Seven versus nine. And he still put up six nine. Um and mm. yeah, you still found a way to lose Drew. So don't want to beat the dead horse, but running through the numbers, Drew's best score was suck up his kicker with fourteen, which is a pretty good kicker week, but it's not like a wild five field goal week, so that shouldn't be his high score. And then twenty six total points from both receivers, both running backs, and the flex position. That is freaking brutal. 62 points, lowest on the week. Um, if any testament to make you sort of feel better, like we touched earlier, there were two other teams in the 60s, and Anthony with only 73. Have to throw that dig in. Um, Charlie didn't do much better. Like I said, 69 points, led by Kamara with 15. Big week from Kittle, and this is big week tight ends, other than, other than Kelsey and Andrews with 12 points. And uh, Charlie was just below 70. Drew just lost six straight to remain winless in 11th. And Charlie is just above him in 10th place. We all got this one. Rongo. Oh, shit. Yeah, pretty pretty interesting on the predictions this week. Um, Drew is the black cat, man. I mean, Drew, at, at, at this point, if you can't beat Charlie, who didn't play two players... When you have a full slate against him, <laughs> if you're not trying to make trades or because I mean you you can he still just, be he sticker overhauled bitch. his whole team though he just tried that's what's extra bad. Well, he's trying. Give the man some credit. He's trying. I've I've never seen a team that so perfectly embodies the the gif of the dumpster on fire floating <laughs> down the the street that is flooded. You, you just – I'm sorry, Drew, but that is that is your team right now. Aaron Jones and the Packers can't figure it out. Um, Dobbins, who knows when he's going to start to look like himself. Um, I would say maybe you're going to get a boost from C.D. Lamb once Dak gets back. But to be honest, it's not like C.D. Lamb was performing fairly well when Dak was there. He, you know, Dak wasn't hyper-targeting him. Like Cooper Rush is, Nor so he did might Dak even look good. Let's not forget, yeah. Dak did not look great. No, he did, but it was one half. So right. you, you know, well, we won't know. Uh, Deontay Johnson either has a rookie or Trubisky throwing to him. 
Um, and Joku is one of those tight ends that you're just never going to know. I mean, rough. He, luckily, he gets uh, St. Brown back next week, but we can all just hope that he has a game like this again next week. Um, that's that's what we're all hoping for. Whoever Whoever's playing him is just really hoping that he has another game just like this one. Indeed. Yeah, I'll let that joke sit in for a little bit. Okay, let's uh, uh, let's uh, let's move on. You can't skip this one. Yeah, we gotta go here. Go ahead, Murph. My game. It's take, my game. Take the game. I'm gonna mute myself. Yes. The ass whooping. Step out of the room for a little bit. My two fellow podcasties here battled each other, and they both showed up. One of them came out on top. I think it was not our dear host Anthony. Strictator, one twenty four to fifty point fifty eight to a paltry seventy three point fifty two from Cooper Troopers. Despicable performance, Anthony. But no, um, basically Taylor, you know, Kyler Murray is that's the Kyler Murray show this season, but. Um, Everybody else on his team just had themselves a day, basically. Um, Eckler's finally starting to look like Eckler, you know, with, a, I mean, 16 targets and 10, 10 catches. That's, that is a, That's beautiful. That is beautiful. And unfortunately for Anthony, that's the only person Justin Herbert wanted to throw the ball to. Until we got into the red zone on the goal line. Then he wanted to hand him the ball. Yeah, he didn't want to risk it. He was like, I'm just going to give you the ball now. Eckler, you do your thing. At that point in the night, I'm thinking, just just throw it to Eckler. I know I'm going to lose, but at least make me look a little bit better. Nope. <laughs> nope. 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 I enjoyed Well, Eckler, with his great outing, had a drew drew even with Christian McCaffrey and his great out, outing both with a 19.3 and uh Walker is looking like a RB1 or high end RB2 uh you know 18 points 21 carries I mean that's what you want to see um you know Robinson for Anthony 12 carries 50 yards you know one catch one target that's not good, especially when you got your main points getter right behind him, Cooper Cup, getting you less than fifteen. Uh, yeah, that's not how, that's not how you win, especially when Marquise Brown going out early almost puts up ten, and then Devonta Smith is looking, he's looking like a true number two or one B on the Eagles. And yeah, like we touched on, I touched on Justin Herbert didn't want to throw the ball to anybody but Austin Eckler. Uh, Mike Williams had six targets, and like I said, Austin Eckler had sixteen. So that's not going to work out. Despite for Despite what we say about the Denver offense, that Denver defense is legit. Patrick oh, Sertan yeah, shut down Mike Williams the entire dude, he's, game. He's he's the real deal. He's there's good. so many good young corners. I I I like it. I love yeah. it. Um, Goddard, you know, I mean, I don't, I haven't really been paying attention, but he, I mean, he's been pretty solid. He was, and the, he was the tight end three coming into this week. Yeah, that's um, that's not what you want. Nope. And definitely what you want if you're Taylor, and not what you want if you're Anthony is Elliot uh, outscoring Miles Sanders and looking like the old Elliot again in the Fine. flex spot. Yeah. Can, well, can, I mean, 13 carries for 81 yards. That's efficient. Like that's not Elliot's mo is efficiency. He, so. he likes the Eagles. Can I just say yeah. on Sunday as I'm watching football and I'm watching I'm not even looking at my fantasy score yet and I just watch the screen and red zone goes game to game and all of a sudden it's boom Mark Andrews with a touchdown shit <laughs> boom Ken Walker with a touchdown shit um, a Kyler Murray play here or there. 40-yard run to start the game. But yes, that. Let's not, let's not get on to then that. Then we get into Monday, or Sunday night where I still have somewhat of a hope because I still have four players left. And he plays Devonta Smith and Ezekiel Elliott. And as the games go on, I look up and boom, touchdown pass to Devonta Smith. Boom, 
a touchdown run by Ezekiel Elliott. I'm thinking, I, I got, I, I, I got no answer. I got nothing. So, uh, good I win, Taylor, I'm and my team simply shit the bed. There's yeah, no other way to put it. Second touchdown clanked off Andrew's well. hands. Yeah. yeah, yeah, lucked out on that one. What was that, Taylor? Last week you talked about your team underperforming and the other teams underperformed to you. Just looking at your team to see McCaffrey and Cup, those two names paired with 73 total points on the week, it's just, just wild. You would think those two would put up 50 alone. Well, I mean, they can have bad weeks. Yeah, I can't I'm say McCaffrey had a bad good week. Team, I'm agreeing. You have a good team, but they yeah. definitely they're, they're, they can underperform. And uh, and then I oh and then I'm watching the game in Jacksonville and Tennessee or in in Indianapolis <laughs> when Indianapolis goes and does absolutely nothing for five weeks in a row, all of a sudden they let Matt Matt uh, Ryan throw the ball 58 times, and all I'm watching is touchdown after touchdown going what the fuck? I still don't understand the logic there points? in starting. No, the zero Jags. points from from well, okay. In my defense. The Jags, the weeks before, I mean, they put up five against Houston, not great. Nine against Philly, decent. Ten against the Chargers, 22 against Envy on week two. Okay, so that's, yeah. That's I, was, I was going off of that, and it bit me in the ass. Anyway, well, Even with uh-huh. that zero, they are the 10th-ranked defense, so I'll, I'll give you a pass on that. But They've, yeah, they've been playing like a good fun. defense. And, and Indianapolis has looked awful, but I'm not going to – my team shit the bed, and I didn't have anybody I could have played instead of. So, just a bad performance. And Taylor's have, team did not shit the bed. I have a lot of those. No, I think Taylor's team shit my bed. <laughs> yes, they did. Um. Anyway, the Bill Russell. Let's uh <laughs> let's move on, and uh, I think we've got another new sponsor that we're going to introduce on the podcast uh take it away murph yeah uh you know they reached out i've been trying to get you know get get my swole on you know i want to i want to i've been i've been trying to you know get in the gym but uh just having some and i you know i wanted some help with that and i'd been having you know but i didn't like some of the effects that came along with that so this uh company reached out and i'm excited to have i'm excited to have them on um, I just have some questions, you know, are, are your family and friends discussing your mood swings instead of your swole physique? Or did you send another gym influencer to the hospital this month? Well, get jacked without being a danger to those around you with rageless roids. Our specialized blend of completely unnatural metabolic boosters will take your next cycle to the max without fear of your next blackout ending in bloodshed. We take premium Chechnyan anabolic HGH and blend it with a rage-reducing tonic of chamomile, lavender, and THC. And for you competitors, we've added a masking agent straight into the brew so you can rest easy while you're watched pee in a cup. Just another way Rageless Roids lets you juice with a peace of mind. We have two cycle sizes to choose from, Ginger Gentle Giant and Rageless Roughneck the shorter of our cycles become a beast in peace with rageless roids yeah i'm just i'm happy to reach out cuz i i'm already pretty prone to mood swings as y'all know but this you know it really lets me uh lets me get my swole on in peace and i don't Show have to worry it. about snapping somebody's neck i'm so What's happy that, that size there. you going with well, I was going to say, since they're a sponsor, we get to try them out. And they've sent me a, a, a sample of the the gentle ginger giant. And uh, I'm really looking forward to uh, to the effects and, and how it's going to work for me. Um, yeah. They're both really fantastic. popular in the All Lives Matter movement. Yes. <laughs> absolutely fantastic. Um, thank you to Rageless Roids for the, the great sponsorship. Um Speaking of uh, roids, let's uh, move into week seven. <laughs> I did not have a good segue for that. I apologize. Works. Uh, so still laughing at roids. Uh, yeah, it's, it's good. Good stuff. Looking at uh, last week in our predictions, we all went three and three. 
Not good. Not bad. Do better. What's funny is all different routes, too. Yeah. Like <laughs> we all got to the destination. We need to do better. Yeah. <laughs> um, looking at uh, overall, Taylor's sitting at 13-5. and five. I'm right behind him at 12-6. and six. Murph bringing up the rear at 10-8. and eight. Murph really Ooh. believing in some of those underdogs that just aren't panning out. Uh, yeah. I had a couple. T- the two weeks prior to this were pretty rough. I was trying to get back quick. I got to play the smart game. Still here. right in it. Right in it, though. Um, so we're going to go ahead and draft our matchups that we want to talk about. Um, Taylor, you scored the most points out of the three of us with a win. So you have the number one pick. Well, all right. Looking at next week, since I didn't pre-do these. Yeah, uh, just look behind the curtain yeah, we're while we give Taylor a little time. <laughs> yeah. I don't think either any of us looked at these matchups yet as far as who we want to pick and why. Um, so this will be just straight off the cuff. There looks like there's only two good games. The, the best one by far is going to be our number one v two. We got Cody versus Corbin. So let's take uh, let's break that one down. All right, sounds good. Uh, you want to go ahead and start, Murph? Yeah, Just give a, yeah, give a sure. quick. Let me uh, and, and let me open this up here. Let's, I was still trying to figure out my order here. Okay, <laughs> let's let's go ahead and condense this one down a little bit. And just give a, a brief summary and then just straight up prediction. Word. Okay, let's see here. I mean, looking. Do, we don't know anything on Jonathan Taylor yet. Where? Why is the projection so different? What's going on? I know. I, I looked at this earlier and thought, oh, maybe he has a buy somewhere that he didn't uh, plan for. But he doesn't. And Hill is yeah, I points. Do what, Taylor? Yeah. Tyreek mm. Hill is seven versus Woods. Oh, he yeah. showed 16 Kelsey, on Kelsey mine. versus Pitts. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yep. Yeah, I no, see. that's the big difference. It's just it's surprising that it's this. I know yeah, he's got he's got Dalvin Cook on by and Diggs on by and Davis on by. Cody picked a good week to play mm. against Corbin. Yeah, he really did. I, I wanted to try to talk myself into Corbin with um, Mahomes and Kelsey playing San Francisco, but I I just can't do it. I got to go with Cody here. Uh, I'm I'm with you. It's hard to look at all the buys that Corbin has to deal with. And, I mean, he's got some good some good subs to throw in there. Um, wide receivers might be looking a little weak. Um, but then Evans playing Carolina and Tyreek Hill playing Pittsburgh. And if Waddle is hurt and Tua does come back, then Tyreek Hill might continue his dominance. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with Cody on this one as well. Yeah, and that that hurts, but I'm the same. This is when I sort of broke down. This is the one I got to, and I, like Murph, I want to go for you, Corbin, because I just want Cody to lose. But I think Cody pulls it off as well. And let's not forget about his MVP, Randy McManus. Um, the 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 <laughs> kicker the kicker battle is you know where we really need to break this thing down. <laughs> All right, Murph, your pick. What you what you got? Well. I can't pick what I consider the second best matchup of the week. Because it's you? Because it, I am in that <laughs> matchup. So I'm trying to find... Yeah, I'm going to have to take little Dan and Henson here. The sec, I mean, I think that's the closest point total with still being, you know, both over a hundred. That's the one I'm gonna I'm gonna take here. Okay. Let's take a look and at this one real quick. So I'm taking I'm looking. Gino gets the Chargers. It's not as tough of a play as you think. Fournette, Stevenson. Great running backs going up against Mixon and Henry. Even better running backs. 
uh, Jamar I, Chase and Mari Cooper. I really Cooper. think the running backs are pretty even they're, here. They're close. They're close. I think I, I think Henry is mm, better I than think the Fournette. I think the wide receivers tell the tale. Yes, that's exactly where I was just going. Pickens versus Metcalf. And I've got more Jamar faith. Chase, yeah. Mari Cooper. Are um, we I'm are, I'm uh I'm confident with my pick here. All right, if you want to go ahead and and give your pick, go for it. Yes. I think I'm going to go with the projection upset here and take little Dan. I uh scared to see what Henson has to do with um quarterback here but i think dan's wide receivers take him down that's a good pick and i'm gonna go opposite of you both to play the game but also because i know you put a lot in the wide receivers but i'm gonna put more in henson's running backs of henry and mixon so i'm gonna go with henson i'm gonna have to agree with murph here and Kind of like last week, Dan's got an up-and-coming team. Um, to counter your running back point, he's got Fournette and Stevenson, so Dan's got some good running backs. I think this will be a close one, but i got to go a little Dan. I think they're sneaky. All right, I'm going to move on to my next matchup, and I am going to go with Murph and Britt. Um, I'll let y'all talk about it for just a little bit. Well, I think this is the week to get Brit. Allen's on by. <laughs> this is the week. He's dropped three straight. Yeah, there's been lots of weeks, Murph. <laughs> let's let's be honest. Hey, come on! I live in the same zip code as the guy, or <laughs> area code as the guy. Um. Yeah. Allen on by, Higby on by. Um, he'll get Swift back, but that's basically it. Um, your running backs dominate his. Your wide receivers. I mean, if Sutton shows up. Um, yeah, I'm 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 taking Murph, Taylor. Yeah, there's there's no breakdown here. It's Murph. Yeah. That's an easy one. Got to go with myself. Okay. All right, Taylor, what's your next matchup? All right, what have we got left? So I can't pick myself. We've got Josh, Matt. Oh, these are ugly. Yeah, they're not. They're not great. I'm gonna go Anthony Drew. Damn it. So let's let's analyze this one. And I don't. I haven't looked yet, but God, Drew, I'm cheering for you, man. I hope you can do it. If there's anyone he could pull an upset against, <laughs> that's true. I mean, I thought it was. I thought I was going to be that guy for a second there. Yeah, hey, but the pro- projections true. aren't that far off, and he's missing a flex player right now. So, do you know why they're not far off? Because I have Cooper Cup, Miles Sanders, and Dallas Goddard all on by. All good points. All good points. He's not. Yeah, he's missing. He's missing Cooper Cup. So, um, we'll see. Uh, I'm. I'm gonna keep picking myself. Um, I don't love my wide receivers this week. Hopefully, Williams can have a bounce back game with Herbert. Um, yeah, I think that's the key there. Herbert and Williams have a bounce back and, game. And Atlanta's supposedly bad against the tight end, so that's why I picked up Hurst a week early. Um, but I'm having to play DJ Moore unless we get <laughs> word on Jamison Williams. And honestly, I would be comfortable playing a rookie that's never played football before <laughs> that is playing on a Detroit team over DJ Moore. But Why is right he still now, on your team? You know what, Taylor? I don't know. <laughs> it is very hard for me to get rid of him, okay? I he do get it, though. I had, him, I had him a few years ago. And they're going to trade him. <laughs> I, I, I hope they trade him. They probably won't. At this point, I hope San Darnold comes back. Because <laughs> yeah. at least he was producing then. Um, but I'm still just going to ride. Uh, I'm, I'm riding the home team here. 
What y'all got? Um, yeah, uh, I gotta agree with you. Go ahead, Murph. Sorry, Drew. I gotta agree. I gotta agree with Anthony. I'm ride with Anthony here. Ed, because I I don't want to lose on these picks as much as I want to pick Drew. Um, his team is like a stupid little panda emoji I'm looking at right now, and the toilet paper and it's garbage. So this is his best chance for a win. But with what happened last week, I can't trust him to win anything. All right, Murph. Your last matchup. Well, I believe. Let's see. You either get what well. You either get it? Josh versus Matt or Taylor versus Charlie. Yeah, yeah, about that. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'm. You know. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the one where Matt has the possibility where we're watching to see if the under the winless streak is gonna continue. I'm going Matt and Josh. Do we need much uh, breakdown <laughs> no, on at, this one? Look or? at the buys and just pick. <laughs> yeah, I mean Hertz is Josh has Hertz on a buy, but all of his position players are are rolling, and we'll see what decision he makes with uh, Melvin Gordon. But um, yeah, I just don't see a route to victory here for uh, for Matt. Sorry, bud. Going with Josh. Yeah, that's an easy one. As soon as you look at Matt's team and you see Justin Jefferson on by, um, any small chance that he might have had to beat anybody goes out the window. So, uh, sorry there, Matt. Going with Josh. Yeah, competitively, I'd want Josh to go down because he's closer to us, but Cousins on by, Jefferson's on by, and Henderson's new pickup on by. This is uh, Josh all day. All right, that means I get the strict tater versus team doesn't put players in his lineup. Um, I hope he so. that. <laughs> uh, who y'all got in this one? Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll go. I'll go, Murph. I'll just uh, beyond him not playing people. I just I feel my team is superior, so I do have to go with myself. I know he's got who's got on his bench. He's got Adams to put in, Kareem Hunt to take Harris out if he's not playing. But I just Charlie with players in his, his team has struggled. So I'm going myself. <laughs> Charlie with <laughs> players in is not scary. <laughs> So yeah, I think even <laughs> and there's there's not Taylor's a 0% chance there's not a 0% chance he won't pick up another defense and he'll just play with the Rams on by. There's yeah, he'll say, "Oh, I don't have to worry about that." So, Taylor crossed the board on that one. Yep. Picks were a little easier this week. Um I don't so think what, only one we picked different, I, right? And it might have just been one of us that did. Um, let's see. Yeah. We all picked Taylor. We all picked Josh. Games. We all picked me. We all picked Murph. We all picked Cody. Dan and Henson. I'm the only one that picked Henson, and y'all two picked Dan. So I either lose ground or I make up ground. <laughs> but it's only by we'll one, see. so we'll see. Um, yeah. All right, Taylor. Take us through waivers. What happened? All Who was right. stupid? Who made a good decision? I actually like this segment. Yeah, these I love these. So who uh, made a dumb decision? I, I go uh, by time period, so we'll get into like the main waiver period at the end. But the biggest uh, winner slash loser, because kind of a combo, is uh, Cody grabbing Dion Jackson for the Colts. RB three, yeah. <laughs> RB three behind, but that's why he's a winner. But we'll get there. Uh-huh. RB three behind Taylor and Hines went off and got twenty three points on Cody's bench. The only reason he doesn't get more shit is because he did pull off the win, but that could have cost him dearly. So good pickup to bitch out and not play. He and I actually kind of discussed this. It was it was a kind of a harder decision, but uh, it got it wrong. Um, let's see, another big pickup, or I guess probably the biggest pickup, uh, Commissioner's Pet grabbing Henderson. 
Normally not a big pickup, but with acres with his mental issues. Such a weird situation. Yeah. Um, yeah, Henderson got 12 points, so that's not bad, not great on the week. With what's going on, he's the clear RB1, at least for now. So that, that could be, I would like to say huge if he had a more competitive team, but it could be big for big for him going forward. Uh, break into the bus. These are usually quicker. Drew picked up McKenzie for the Bills. Kind of promising. I know he's being talked up last week. He uh, went in hard with 1.9 points in the flex. Contributed to that loss. Josh grabbed Cole Komet because apparently people still care about him. Um, got him two points. He has 16 points on the year. 16 points mm. on the year, so... I'm sure he'll drop him, and I'm sure some other of us will pick him back up for some reason, but he's been an epic fail. This goes tight end. Um, yes, that's true. Well, that's, I'm not going to brag, so get injured, but if you don't have Andrews or Kelsey, I get it. Uh, biggest bust of the week goes to Britt, grabbing Valdez Scantling, who dropped a goose egg with zero in Britt's RB2 spot, so epic fail on that one. Uh, big spenders. Murph, I like how you played not wanting Robinson and still bet thirty dollars on him. Well, well, I was well gonna play. try. I was yeah. gonna try to get him. And I didn't know if you thought you upped the bid after we talked, or if that was your plan the whole time. You'll okay. never know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Cody, big spender on Robinson, paid forty-seven dollars for him. Um, Robinson did get him twelve, which is a pretty good output for a pickup. Um, but I think that's where he's actually starting. I think he'll go. I think he'll do better. I don't think he'll be in the twenties, but I think he'll be fifteens a week. Yeah, I mean that's. I just think that I still. I still think that they're going to be splitting a lot of carries around in that backfield. Yeah, um, and then let's talk about this one: the overspins of the week. Overspins plural by one team. Um, Dan paying twenty-seven dollars to get Geno Smith. Which, he is a number six quarterback. Just, so yeah, it's not bad. Yes, but, but the second the second bid was where did I put it? Six dollars. So yeah, Dan okay, paid. it's pretty bad. That's pretty <laughs> bad. Paid. It's rough. It's rough for so, a quarterback. That's a rough business. Yeah. To drop a quarter of your fab budget. Yeah, that was that was big. And, but, now, but, and now he's got to hang on to him. Or yeah, does he? Just, <laughs> it gets oh, just better. Wait. Oh, it gets, gets better. Dan, Dan was on fire, and he uh, also bet $27 again for for Hill with the Saints. And this one was a little bit closer because the second bid was 13 But, yeah, so he spent $52 for Gino and Hill. Hill, Um, The Hill Hill one is... is, Bro, he got four points. He got four points. The week before, he got 36. True, but... He's gonna keep. He spent a quarter a of his budget and a quarter of his budget in one week. Hey, look, I'm not saying that. I would trust Dan with my finances. All I'm saying is the Hill one <laughs> somewhat makes sense, but you know, I, you I know, get I comparatively yes, I'll forgive it. But both that's that's a lot of money for a lot of risk. Yeah, and that that's it. That's my breakdown. Okay, I like it. I like the breakdowns. I like who's been stupid and who, you know, it who who made the right choice. Um, I have not yet been in the right choice column yet, especially with <laughs> kickers and defenses. Um, I, I tried. I, I, I tried to put you in there, but you didn't pick up Jacksonville this week. Nope, I didn't. didn't the, That's why I was yeah, thinking. I was like, zero, oh, did I? nope, <laughs> nope, I didn't. I didn't pick him up this week. Um, I did pick up a tight end to put on my bench, but that was strategic, hopefully. So, um, yeah, I always try to stay out of that segment, but that one is one of my favorite segments. So, all right, guys, we did it. Anything else that we want the people to know? Um, Hoping for a better week of football. Man, you and me both. Let's, uh, Let's see if fantasy will upset like the NFL upset last week. Well... I do want to say a big thank you to Taylor. Taylor got a new headset, and the sound quality has been phenomenal tonight. Um, most professional Minus the one podcast. Difficulty. Why? Why you got? Why, I was gonna edit all that out, but now I got to keep it in. Bringing up old shit. 
but either way, now we're the most professional podcast in the industry. No doubt about it. All right, guys. Well, um, for Taylor, for Murph, I'm Anthony. Good luck to everybody in your fantasy matchups, and we will see you all next week.